everybody, grab your Bible, pencil, journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee, and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Exodus 17, verses 12 through 13. Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. While Aaron and Ur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side, So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter. And as you know, we sit down together every week and we talk through truths in scripture. And in this episode, I can't help it, but we went back to Exodus. I know we said we were done, but... I convinced my mom to just talk about one more thing in Exodus, which is how the Lord fights for us. And the Lord is our banner, which is seen in Exodus 17, as my mom just read at the beginning. So we are really glad that you're here. So pull up a chair, listen in, and join in the conversation. Hey, Kara, here we are. We are still in Exodus. I mean, seriously, when are we ever going to get out of Exodus? Well, we technically were done with Exodus, but it was my fault because I I brought this to your attention to potentially talk about in this episode. So technically, we're not still in Exodus. I just can't stop talking about it. I know. You love Moses, and you love the wilderness. (laughs) You know, I am in Leviticus in our uh, weekly, daily uh, reading. And it still continues. We're still going to talk about Moses in Leviticus and Numbers. But I am kind of happy to to talk about what we're going to talk about today a little bit. I don't know exactly what we're going to say, but I am a little bit excited about it. Yeah, it's the fun of it, because I don't either. And there you go. Welcome, everybody. Yep. Welcome in. <laughs> we do not know what we're going to say, but... Well, it's like any conversation. You, you walk into it, and you're like, we're just going to have a conversation about yeah. this. So... Who knows what will happen, folks? That's right. But what we do love is that God is victorious, always, always. And Moses was in a battle, and just like we're all in a battle, we seem to find ourselves dealing with certain things and certain situations, certain people, certain events that come in our lives and circumstances that come in our life, and we think, God, how am I going to win in this? You say I'm victorious. You say that I am more than a conqueror, but how do we win? And I love the fact that it wasn't just Moses involved. It it was a team. It was uh, Joshua. And What do you love about it, Kara? Well, what I love is, um, in the verses that you read, just the phrase alone, but Moses's hands grew weary. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that'll preach. Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe just because I'm feeling weary, I think you have been feeling weary lately. And that just, Mm -hmm. there's something comforting about that of just in the middle of the battle and maybe not even in the middle of the battle, but just in the middle of what was going on. I mean, he was in a battle. Misery loves company. But I'm just saying, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I guess I am in a battle. But anyway, all to say is I just find those words comforting of, but Moses' hands grew weary. And we've said, you and I have talked before offline just about that picture of Aaron and her holding his hands up Mm -hmm. and how we need need people to 
hold our hands up, whether that's in prayer or, I mean, sometimes even physically, I mean, like literally, you know, there were times where I've been laid out on the floor in tears and I know you have as well. Yeah. So I love, I love not just the physical picture, but just the spiritual picture of bringing people alongside us or God bringing people alongside us Mm -hmm. to pray and carry each other's burdens and be with us in the middle of it. Yeah, I love that too. And I tell you, uh, one of the things as you get on up into uh, chapter 17, it says, uh, Moses told Joshua, said, I'm going to go and stand on, stand on this top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. And you remember the staff of God. Remember at the very beginning when God uh, was saying to Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh. I want you to uh, tell him to let my people go. And he said, well, who am I? And he said, "Uh, what's that in your hand? And he said, a staff. And, you know, Moses was a shepherd. And I think that, you know, we've always thought about Moses' staff as being Moses' staff. But I love it. It says the staff of God. There was a, a time that Moses realized that the very thing he had in his hands was from God. And I think that for me, and in, in realizing that, you know, sometimes the battles and the things that we face, they're hard, and we don't know how we're going to make it through it. We just, every day, we do grow weary, Kara, mm-hmm. and we grow tired, and we're tired of fighting, and we just want God to just step in and do something. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Preach. Yep. <laughs> Well, I'm not trying to preach, <laughs> but I'm just trying to get a picture. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, yes, like I with you 100. percent Yeah, we just want them to like do something, or at least just show me that you're doing something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I love this because we do know that Joshua went in, was going to fight, and we do know that Aaron and her was, you know, held Moses' hands up. But it was the staff of God that really won the battle, and. Well, it's God. That's right. Right. It was absolutely God. And so often we're trying to fight our own battles and we're trying to win our own victories. And and some of the things that God has given us, He's saying, just use the gifts and the things that I've given you. Like sometimes it's our personalities. Sometimes it's our gifts. Sometimes it's our experiences. Those are the things that God wants to turn us around and say, use those things when you're in this battle. Go remember like what I've done in the past. And I love the fact that this is really about God winning that battle, but winning it through Moses and winning it through the people around Moses, uh, Aaron and her. You know, it wasn't just Moses' battle, but uh, Aaron and her really, you know, was part of the God's solution to it and helping yeah. uh, Moses win. But even though he had God, that's that's the most important, of course. Yeah. Well, and even like in verse 14, it says, the Lord said to Moses, write this as mor- a memorial in a book. Write this down. That's what he said. Yeah, write this exactly. down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. Yeah. Um, and so that they would... You know, remember, like you said, and this is the first time that we see that Lord, the name of God, I don't know the actual name, but it's the Lord is my banner. Which one is that? Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. Yeah. yeah and that's, it always goes back. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, I'm saying this is the first time we see that name of God Mm -hmm. appear. The other thing that I think is really, I don't know, important maybe is, you know, not long before this, they crossed the Red Mm -hmm. Sea. And mm-hmm. right before they crossed the Red Sea, obviously they had a big battle coming up behind them, which was the Egyptian army. And that famous verse, Exodus fourteen fourteen, where it says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only mm-hmm. to be silent. And so I, I think it's, well, yes, but it means mm-hmm. to be silent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It just means to that word in the um, mm-hmm. Hebrew. But... Like, I just think it's so important to see, like, you know, sometimes in our part is to be silent, to be still, to not do anything. And sometimes our part is to move, is to f- fight in whatever capacity that means, not obviously fight with the person, but just fight for, you know, the good or the right of a situation or whatever it may be. But ultimately, no matter what God has asked us to do, He is always going to be fighting for us. Like, we're mm-hmm. even if we are to be silent like why we while we are waiting or being still or silent in a situation and i don't mean like literally silent i just mean like sometimes it is holding your tongue but it's just not doing anything Mm -hmm. and waiting for the right time and yeah being still and letting god fight it i mean you've told me this so many times when i have been wronged and i want whether justification or vindication Mm -hmm. like prove yourself so many times yeah like it is it's so much more powerful when the Lord shows the right in the situation or shows the truth mm-hmm. and you don't have to prove it. You don't have to. And sometimes maybe there are times when God, you know, tells you to speak you, up, tells you to, tells yeah, you to do something. but That's it's right. like, a, regardless of what your position or regardless of what God has asked you to do in the situation, he's always fighting for us, which I, I love, you know, that picture too. And you know, it's God is our defender, I think is what you're trying to say. A lot of times we're trying to prove our point. Uh, sometimes we're trying to fight for our self-worth. We're trying to fight for our position. We're trying to prove to the world that, you know, we're somebody or we know what we're talking about or we need to be respected. And I think that often the more you try to prove something like that, the more it looks like you're trying to prove that. And so when you just step back and say, God, you know what? I'm going to let you defend me. I'm going to let you fight this battle for me. And I'm going to step back. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Moses said, I'm going to go stand on the rock. And then, you know, whenever Moses would raise his hand using the staff of God, allowing God to fight that battle, he was winning. And whenever he would get weary and his hand would go down and wouldn't allow God, you know,'s presence there in that as he would, you know, raise the the staff as this God that is God's presence. And God was fighting that battle. It was a symbolism of God, I'm raising this staff. This is your staff. You had done a lot of miracles with this staff, even before they ever, you know, went to the Red Sea, but also in the Red Sea, uh, mm-hmm. Moses had to lift the staff. You know, right. and so well, that's what I'm saying is, yeah, no matter what, God is always, even if we can't see it, He is fighting. He is fighting our battles. He is defending mm-hmm. us. He is making all things right. And we can trust that. And you know, so much through this, and we've talked about this so many times, that God would say, I want you to know that I am God. I want you to know I am God. And it's 
I want you to know that I am your God. I am your defender. I will fight your battles. I will uh, fight for your heart. I would fight for your love. And I think so often, you know, we feel like we have something to prove. And I think when we realize who we are in Christ and we're a child of God and that God steps in and says, no, I am taking notice. I am noticing that you're being hurt. I do know, and I have heard your cries. I am going to do something about it, even though we don't necessarily see sometimes how God's working all things out for our good. I think we can walk away from this and know that the Lord is my banner. Jehovah Nisi, He is my God, and He will fight for me, and He will defend me, and He will prove that I'm somebody, and I think that he did prove that because he sent his son for us, and he said, you're somebody. Remember, Kara, what's your self-worth? What's your identity? I'm a child of God. Absolutely. Bottom line, that's it, period. I am a child of God. And so we do know that, you know, it was a lot of symbolism of how that they walked out of Egypt with blood on their doorpost, and we walk out of our bondage with the blood mm-hmm. of the cro- of Christ on the on the cross. Mm-hmm. That's that's Jesus fighting for us. Yeah. Well, and I think Him, you know, bringing people around us, like we said with um, Aaron and her. We also see in like in Exodus eighteen, Jethro, which is Moses's father in law, mm-hmm. coming on the scene, and he's Helm saying to Moses. You can't do this all by yourself. You know, there's all Mm -hmm. these people, you know, God or Moses was interceding for the people and they would go to him for their prayer requests or for their disputes or whatever, you know, issues were going on. And Jethro in his wisdom was like, let's, you know, you need to set up other people around you to help carry this with you. I think it, let me find it exactly. It's 18, 18. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my voice. I will give you advice and God be with you. You know, I care. Even this podcast is that, you know, for you that are joining in on our conversation, you may not know this, but they were saying to me, I want you to do this podcast. And I like to look at people and I like to talk to them eye to eye. And so I would walk into this room and there's this microphone and I would sit up all the pictures of all my family all around me. And I would sit here and hours would be hour upon hour trying to do some kind of podcast. And I'm thinking, for the love, why can't I not do this? And I'd look at the family pictures that I had placed around me with the ideal of, oh, I can look at these pictures and there'll be like a crowd. Oh, my family's around me. <laughs> and uh, and all I would do is think, oh, well, look how cute that picture is. And my mind would wander. And it was crazy. And Kara, it was you that said, Mom, here, let me just do this with you. Because we talk about Scripture all the time. Mm-hmm. Let me just do this. And mm-hmm. and that was, yeah, those first 15 episodes, for those of you, if you're new, the first 15 episodes are just dot. Uh, um, and they're awful. <laughs> they're not awful, but it, well, I think they it was, are. 
it's hard it to do a, it's hard to do this by but yourself. God was I mean, like, when I do the intro, that's only thirty seconds long. Sometimes it takes me thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, I get that, and, and that's how it was. I would look at this microphone and 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 I would think, God, why? And I would cry. How, I don't know. I feel like you're asking me to do this podcast, but I don't know how to do it. And you said, let's just do this together. And you know, I, you know, people that know me know that I never wanted to do ministry. I never wanted to be on stage. When I went to church, I sat in the back row. The last thing I wanted to be was on stage. Mm-hmm. And God had asked me to to share His truth, to share what God had done in my life. As He said to Moses, write this down so that you will remember. Yeah. And I and I didn't get that from Moses. I just thought of it when I would share it with people. Write this down and go ask God if this is true. But as I look back on this right now, I think with ministry, like, God, you've, you've given us a great staff. You've given us, you know, a great team. I just can't do it all. I think right. women just struggle with trying to be everything to everybody. Well, and even though, like, I am a very, I am a very introverted person, and I'm not. I mean, I am open to a fault with a few people, so I'm a I'm a pretty reserved person, also. Yeah, but it's even just letting like one person, you know, like it's I t- I can tend to carry it all myself, whether it's just a hurt or just mm-hmm. a. And I don't mean to, it's just because that's my personality where I'm like, I'm not going to go like tell the world or I'm not going to go talk to a bunch of people about it. I just, or I'm not going to bother somebody. Yeah. My personality is to, I'm an internal processor and an introvert and reserved. I love, I love people, but those are kind of how I operate. And so it's just, I mean, just even recently there was one morning and just a wave of heartbreak came over me of, I mean, it was just me finally dealing with heartbreak that I hadn't really dealt with and just letting myself cry about it. And I just said to one friend, which granted, I feel like I only have one friend, but <laughs> she's, one great. Friend, she's great. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I that love one her. friend I do have yeah. of just saying, Hey, like my heart's really sad about this. And I didn't need, there was nothing, no advice. There was nothing I really needed to hear, but it was just telling someone mm-hmm. really helped. It was almost like it helped release that valve of pressure where it was like, it felt mm-hmm. like this was building inside of me and I didn't realize it and just saying it to someone. And, and even, I mean, that was just last week. And even this morning feeling that with the Lord being like, mm-hmm. I just need to talk to you about it. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just one person to bring in and help walk with you. But if not a person, like that's where it's the Lord. That's where I think how he also fights for us is and defends mm-hmm. us. It's like that relationship of just letting him in. And since morning, I'm just saying like, this is where, this is kind of a similar moment that I had with my best friend last week, but just being like, this is mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. And I didn't even really need to like hear anything from him. I mean, that would have been great, but you know, it wasn't any, it was just like a, almost like getting it off your chest. And sometimes that can be dangerous, but the good thing is, it's always safe to do that with the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> because Cause he loves you unconditionally. Right. And he's going to always tell you the truth. And it's those moments, I think, and I've had those moments, Kara, but it's those moments when you're just down on your knees or you're just sitting there and you're saying, God, I'm, I'm hurting. 
I need you to fight for me. I feel like I've been misunderstood or I feel like I'm alone. And I I don't think you can really explain it. You just have to experience it in some days like those days where you just feel God's holding you. And I felt that way. And I I've felt that way a lot. You know, it, it is lonely sometimes. Everybody's lonely because sometimes you try to tell somebody how you feel and they're just smiling like, I understand. You're thinking, no, you don't. Right. You, you know, that kind of stuff. But and, and they do. They're wanting to understand. So it's those moments with God, I think, are very, very special. I do believe that God brings people in our lives because he knows we're human and we're created for community. I think we get things out of balance. I think we depend on people too much sometimes to, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, ease our pain when only God really can. But at least they can love us unconditionally. If you get, you know, we laughed about you having one friend. But in reality, Kara, if you had one really, really true friend, you're blessed. And I've said mm-hmm. that to you and all of our, all of my kids. You're not going to have those kind of friends that are in a, a group. It's going to be a one hand mm-hmm. uh, amount of people. And if you do get that, and it is from God, and 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 where I get my biggest thing is: are are they allowing you to be you, but encouraging you to be better? but leading you to the Lord and ultimately. And that, to me, mm-hmm. is is the key, um, is that often we have friends around us that want, that see that our hands are weary, like Moses, and they want to prop up our hands. But there's times when we have to just say, God, remember, we don't want to forget. It was the staff of the Lord. It was the Lord's victory. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to kind of balance where our friends are versus, you know, depending upon God to fight Mm -hmm. our battles. Mm -hmm. We sometimes want friends to fight our battles. I think that's also going back to Aaron and her. Like they didn't, they were just supporting Moses. Mm -hmm. Which then was the Lord, you know, like because Moses was relying on God to fight the battle for, for them and to win that battle for them and through them. And Aaron and her were just there to support. Like they didn't try to fix it. They didn't try to, and I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I'm just saying in this situation, I think that's a perfect picture of what, what that kind of friendship and not even just friendship, but whether it's family or a relationship or whatever, like those are the best when they come alongside you to support you you and the Lord and whatever God's you doing, mm-hmm. whatever God's doing in you mm-hmm. or telling you or, you know, whatever, but they're there. They're not trying to speak for God. They're not trying to fight for God. They're not trying to be God, um, be God or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. It's not just for but it's like mm-hmm. me being a friend like that too. You know, me being that kind of friend, not just making sure I have those kind of friends or people in my life, but also me being that as well. And I love the fact that it was the staff of God. Remember, we take this picture, Moses was holding the staff of God. So when Aaron and Ur were lifting up his hand, they too were lifting up the staff of God. And so, it, you know, it's like you said, encouraging the Lord in you and encouraging to continue to keep trusting God. 
not just give you some of their opinions of how you should do or what you should do, but it's together as a friend of someone that's working together or just a friend or someone that loves you Mm -hmm. uh, to say, I want to encourage you um, to be trusting in God. I want to take the God in you and help you walk you know, in the truth that God has shown you who he is. I mean, I'm not married, but even like in relationships, you know, in a marriage, it's like, it's the same, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like I want someone next to me who is going to help hold my hands up with the Mm -hmm. Lord, you know, and not necessarily, they're not going to try and control my hands being up or not. They're not going to try and, you know, Take the place of God. And, Take the, and yeah. It was the staff of God that Moses was holding, and that's what Aaron and her was helping Moses do, is to hold mm-hmm. and be faithful to what God had called him to do. I, You know, for me, um, you're not married, but I am, and I know you're happy about that. Uh, well, but And married to your dad. But, you know, when I go through a hard time, Howard just doesn't want me to go through a hard time, and he doesn't want me to cry. And I appreciate that. I'm glad he doesn't wake up every day and think, you know, what can I do to make, right. you know, right. or her cares. Cry. Like, oh, yeah. I don't care that you're crying. Yeah. 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 But he does care. He does care and he doesn't want, and he, he's a fix it. He wants to fix it. His dad uh, was an alcoholic and his mom was pretty much a single mom and he wanted to fix it. And that's how he began to develop ways of protecting people and watching over people. And I'll never forget when I, you've heard me say this a thousand times, when I was going through the change and going through menopause and I just start crying. He'd say, why are you crying? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, you have to know why you're crying. No, I don't know. You know, and it drove him crazy. And I remember saying to him, Howard just loved me enough to let me cry. Mm. And I think that sometimes that's kind of what you're saying too is, Letting people cry and be who they are, but also encourage them to be who they are in Christ, be a child of God, and trust God in those and encourage us. How can I help you to hold on to the faith? I mean, I know it's ultimately us, our faith is challenged. And the other day, I heard uh, Tony Evans say this, and it was just that period of time in my life I needed to hear it, and it was. You know, have you ever heard like a phrase? And if you'd heard it another day, it was like, oh, that's really good. But it's just that day those words just went straight into your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, it was that kind of day. And I was driving, which was might have been a little dangerous, but I was driving and and I was listening to Tony Evans. And he said these words, some days faith is all you got. And I thought, I think that's where I am right now. Some days, faith is all you have. And I thought, you know, God, right now, I don't really know how you're going to work some things out, but I'm going to trust you. I don't think Moses knew exactly how God was going to win that battle. But he did what God told him to do. Go to the rock, take your staff, and hold it up. And I think that that is a thing that God said to Moses, I want you to remember who won this battle. And it wasn't Aaron, and it wasn't Ur, and it wasn't Moses, but it was God. 
And he said, I want you to remember, because Moses, you're going to have another battle. (laughs) You're going to have another moment in time when you need to remember that I am Jehovah Nisi. I am your banner. I will fight your battles. And I think for us, we don't have the staff that Moses had, a shepherd's staff, but we have a shepherd, and we have his Holy Spirit within us. And the Spirit within us will fight the battles before us. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Bowen.